I'm back. We're back. And it's so good because I've had a couple people reach out to me that they were concerned that I was laughing at myself a little too much, <laughs> considering I knew what was coming. <laughs> you know, I laughed along. Maybe we, sh maybe I should have just like recorded me reacting to your stuff, and then you could have like <laughs> sub that in or something there. I, I would never ask you to be that guy. I, you know, I sometimes need to be that guy though. So, you know, everybody at some time might just be that guy. That guy. And that is our top five this week, Jeremy. I am so excited that we're doing this. I was so nervous that it was going to be a challenge. And instead, this was so much fun. We are doing the top five that guy actors. That guy actors could be male, female. Doesn't matter. Obviously, we're just saying that guy because it's kind of like a colloquialism. Uh, that's probably a wrong word. And somebody will tell me about it. But that's okay. Jeremy. Colloquialism? Yeah. Is that, am I using that right? I don't know if I do. No, did. you're... I I think you're using it exactly right. If not, we will certainly find out with nothing but love, and we, we don't mind when that happens. Uh, in fact, all of our audience, if you don't know this already, we, we know we get things wrong. We know we misquote. We get names wrong. I mean, I still cannot pronounce M. Night Shabubi to kill me. Like, just kill me with that name, right? It just happens. So we get something wrong. We don't mind a little friendly friendly jarring, jabbing. No, we'll take jab. All of, all of those things. Uh, so, Jeremy, how was putting your list together this week for your top five That Guy actors? My list was good. Uh, I think I had, if I'm not mistaken, into the 40s before I stopped writing down names. Yep. So it was, again, a time where I got fairly prolific with my with my tracking. Uh the I did run into something, which I want to talk about for a moment, uh, but I want to know... So I'm going to put that on hold. How did, how did your list making go? So as I said at the top, I was nervous because I was like, I'm, I'm not as good at this as you are, right? Like, I, I, like musically, I would have been able to do like my favorite random one hit wonders or like guitarists and stuff. But like actors, I just go, that's, uh, you know, the, and I'm ne I never know who they are. As it turns out, I do. <laughs> there you go. And I was pleasantly surprised that not only do I have a list that I'm happy with, but like, I'm leaving a bunch of people off just because we don't have the time. And I didn't realize how many of these people I actually really appreciate their work. I was like, this is fun. This is fun. I had fun. Yeah, same. I, I've now reached this point where if the list gets that long, I do a first kind of cull it down from like 40 odd to maybe hit try to hit under 30. And then I do my little spreadsheet, you know, mania. And yeah. then, you know, get down to my final 20. Yeah. So that's that's... That's a lot of work. So the thing I want to talk about, and you, you sort of touched on it, but I actually want to dive into a little more, is the notion that it is a that guy. And I think we're going to agree that really, look, everybody, what we mean is character actors. Yep. But in particular, it's that emphasis. And I think the Rewatchables podcast is probably where the lingo gets so uh, so well used. Um, and we'll talk about that later too, I'm sure. I found it an interesting challenge that there were not as many female that guys as there were male that guys. Yep. And I actually have been thinking about that a lot. And I've got a couple of theories, if you'll indulge me. Oh, I love a good theory. Let's let's do it. I think this goes back to a pattern that we've sort of touched on in a variety of our episodes, which is how Hollywood's traditionally worked. And the truth is, and again, this isn't our feelings or our perspective, but Hollywood's been fairly disposable with women <laughs> most of Hollywood's existence. Yep. Right. And 
we don't think that's very cool, but we are acknowledging that's just sort of how it's been. Yeah. Um, and so when you look at the kind of role of that guy, it's character actor who doesn't need to be in the line, who doesn't quite make it to that limelight, to that A-list status, maybe just not enough acting chops, maybe not attractive, whatever the things are that keep them out of that kind of A-star echelon. I think where women don't get the chance is that if you don't make it that level, they'll just go get someone else because why invest? And, and again, everybody, we are not talking that these are our personal beliefs. It's more of this is the representative Hollywood logic until let's say the last 10 or maybe, maybe a few more years than that. Yeah. No, I think that's really well said. So I similar ran through the same thing and I was like, wow, like people of color and women are grossly underrepresented on this list for sure. Um, With women specifically, I actually, this is like a, a kind of a rough analogy, but it's kind of where I landed. They're running backs. So in the NFL, you have a very short window because running backs just get abused. And so their knees go, they're always injured. Like usually you get like a good four to six years if you're lucky and then you are out of the league. Unfortunately, with women specifically, traditionally, you really didn't have a big window because you were either too young or too old. And so you had to like really cram it in. And I think to your point, you either became Priest Holmes level fantasy running back where you became a star or you didn't get enough acting credits to be that guy. And it's it sucks and it's super unfair, but it's, I think it's important to point out because it's true. Like it, it, that's just the truth. I do think that's changing now and for the better and yeah. that's great. And that's obviously the hope. Um, but yeah, we're, we're going backwards and backwards, uh, you know, it was pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, I have one that is in my Pong, uh, a, a woman that's in my Pong list that I think is probably perfectly representative of the shift we are going through that we are not yet completed going through. Like is, is firmly caught up in that she's be, she is probably a that guy um, and will probably be like many of others on our list with end of her acting career. My guess she could end up in the hundreds of titles at the current pace she's going on, okay. which, which is interesting because I think we'll, it, to me, it sort of filled me with hope in a way, like maybe, you know, maybe we're going to recognize like, actually we, a audiences like seeing that guys, you know, yeah. we do. We have this, look, there's a whole podcast dedicated to it. Apparently, apparently <laughs> and we're on it. So anyhow, disclaimers aside, I'm ready to dive into uh, tell you a bit about my spreadsheet if you want, buddy. So I was going to say, please tell me that you have a rubric this week because you have to. I have a great little rubric. So as you know, I, I spend way too much time making a spreadsheet that I barely use just because I sort of like to geek out about things. Love it. Uh, but I'm actually making my spreadsheet available for sale as an NFT. Nice. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do pretty well off that next week, oh, I yeah. think. Billions of dollars. <laughs> Virtual dollars, not the real ones. Right. So nifts. I I put some time into this one, buddy. I had some fun with it. I'm like, if we're missing a whole week, I'm making sure that I'm doing a bang up job on my spreadsheet. <laughs> so I've got the actor, just kind of my my take on their on their acting talent. I've got the quantity of roles. Yep. Which is done on a sliding scale, and so that scale is as follows: as of 400 and more titles, you get 10 out of 10. That's a lot. As of 200 or more titles, you get the 9, 150 for the 8, 75 for the 7, and then below that's a 6. Okay. Which, you know, for categories leading actors, it doesn't work. But if your category is that, guys, it works out. It works out. Yeah. 
I've got the quantity I've seen. Okay, that's important. That makes sense. Which I will tell you ranges from the lowest on the list was a six, the highest on the list, no joke, 26 titles by one actor. Holy moly, that's a lot of titles. And then I dumped him into Pong because, oops. (laughs) (laughs) I then scored the ratio, quantity of films they've done, compared to quantity of films of theirs I've seen. Okay, like this. Yeah. And then the one that I, which actually is my one for you. I thought that was my, that's my JT's pick of the week. Yeah, I love that. But the one I think is my alternate contender for that is name recognition. Do I know, specifically just me, not you, me. If you give me this person's name, how likely am I to get it? Oh yeah, I know that guy. Versus if you show me their picture, be like, oh, that guy. So I, I love I love that one. That's actually the one that I like the most. I love that one. All right. Now, funny enough, I have a rubric this week. Oh, what? Yeah. I do not have a spreadsheet. Uh, I do have a keynote. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a joke. I really do have a keynote. Um, so two things that I had as a rubric. Well, technically three. One was acting credits. So same as you, right? Cool. Like how many do you have? I put a hard line at a number and said, if you have less than this, I am not considering you. What's and that number? The number was 100. Oh, okay. All right. B- because I found out that so many people had so many of them that I was like, oh, geez. Like, I, I think in order to be a that guy, I'm going to need you to be over that number. The second one was you had to have absolutely no major awards because there's a couple people that we'll do after Pong, I have a disqualified list that I want to go through today where they are that guys in my head, but I come to find out that they had like, oh, they won something, like a major, I'm not talking like a Razzie. I mean like an Emmy, primetime Emmy, Golden Globe, Oscar sort of deal. I was like, all right, so that that stricks them from the list for me. And then the last one was no standout roles. So It couldn't be like a lead in something where you see somebody and go, oh, that's the guy from blank. And it's very clearly from that one thing. In order for me to to count you as a that guy, it had to be a, you know, he's in the thing and the thing and the other thing. Not a, oh, that's the guy from blank. Because from blank means you're not that guy. So that was was my orienting factors this week. I like that. I I think, well, A, I definitely have at least one person under the hundred. Uh, I have at least one person nominated. For Oscars? Nominated is fine. Nominated I accepted because I needed to for my list. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> and the, oh, that's the person from that thing. One of mine, I would say that a lot of people, one of mine is going to be on the on the borderline of that. One of, one of mine I think might. Okay. You might, you might throw them out and that's okay. I mean, or you would have thrown them out. Right. Well, that's why yeah. I think this has actually wound up being fun because like, they're going to be so inherently different, but I, I, I'm excited that they're going to be different. But like, there's there's a person that I'll get to later that is the reason I picked that as a rubric because he perfectly identifies as a that guy. But there is a role that I, I just every time I see him, he's that thing, and then he's a bunch of other things. But he's always that first. And for me, I was like, okay, that's interesting. And it probably only disqualified like two additional people. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's that's my rubric which means that we should move into the Shawshank. Jeremy, do you have a Shawshank for this week? Remember, a Shawshank is the most rewatchable movie of all time. So is there a categorically defining that guy actor that you needed to remove? Uh, I have one. And yourself? 
I also have one. You go first this week, so why don't you lead in? The, do you want the guessing version, or do you want just the, here's who that guy is? Oh, I'll guess. Okay. Uh, born in 19... By the way, everybody, our guessing game will be a little different. We'll get When we get to the top five, we'll, we'll hit it properly there. But this week, it's going to include the year they were born. So for this... I'm just going to always say that guy, whether that is a gender neutral term. Yep. So that guy this week is 19, born in 1951. Okay. 152 credits to their name. Okay. I will give you bad boys. I will give you. Oh, God. Memento. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. How do I not have him? You know who I'm talking about, Lauren? I do. I, I know exactly who you're talking about, but I can't remember his name because he's a that guy. Um, oh, man. I really like this dude, too. He has, like, an Italian name. He does. Yeah. I can't think of it. What's his name? His name is Joe Pantoliano. Joe Pantoliano. Yeah. And okay. He's, he's, and I shoshanked him. First of all, love the guy. Actually, I would have been happy talking about him. But since the Rewatchables uses him as as their that guy category, I kind of felt like, out of respect to that cast, which I love very much, and just he is such a that guy yep. that he is Joey Pants, as they call him. And yep. there he is. Joey uh, Pants, everybody. I if for that's a very good yeah, I accept Joey Pants. Um because it for for specifically because I do think that the Rewatchables has made him a thing, and so that that makes sense. Uh, okay, mine is not Joey Pants. Mine is a, this is a little bit of a hint, but it is a lo-fi top five Shawshank for sure. So born on March 22nd in 1935 with 229 acting credits. Oh, uh, is this, uh, is this you blue, uh, moon river guy? Is this, uh, M.M. at Walsh? This is M.M. at Walsh. Yes. Yeah, um, he didn't quite. He he he's in my list somewhere. So you are. I want to talk about him, but okay. I, but I also like get like he's a that guy, like, like canonically. Yeah. The re- the reason I was going to use him is because he has been a that guy. I think he is our Joey Pants. Emmett Walsh has come up on at least ten podcasts. Like he comes up often. And so the only reason I wanted to Shawshank him is not because he doesn't deserve to be spoken about, but because we have actually, he's kind of like one of the reasons this category exists for us because we've talked about him before. So I'm happy not Shawshanking him, but that's why I wanted to at least put him up. Uh, I think that's fair. This is tricky because I, I actually concur utterly, but it either, but, but I did want to talk about him. Let's, let's just leave it with that. We'll see if I bring him up again or not. Works for me. My my five words, by the way, were wasn't in the records room. Uh, mine was I need you, Deck. All right, one last thing before we move out of Mr. Uh, M. Emmett. I hate saying that. M. Emmett. M. Emmett. <laughs> M. <M&M. laughs> uh, he did not only did he do 229 performances, he hit my uh, third for 23 of the titles he's been in that I've seen. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Joey Pants is only 15. Which is surprising, but although I guess not too surprising. But if are they a meaningful 15, though, there, Jer? That's what matters. 
I don't know. I was doing that pretty fast. I, you know, <laughs> I put enough time into this podcast already scouting, scanning through IMDb <laughs> records of actors for hours on end. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a lot. Well, again, I had an inspiration to cu- to cu- uh, acu- not accumulate. Oh my gosh, to add all of their Metacritic scores and create a running average. That's too but much. that was too much. That's a bridge too far. <laughs> that, is, that is way too much. All right. Well, we are Shawshanked out, and I'm going to roll with it, ready to kick into the top five. It's your turn this week, my friend. Let's go. I'm ready. Now, I have organized mine, JT, by the quantity of titles they were in that I have seen. Oh, okay. That's fun. I like it. And I will reveal that number with each guessable entry. Perfect. Okay. So this week, we all decided, we all, you all... Can hear that the two of us decided that in in addition and or instead of the five word clues we give to guess the typically movie in this case actor, we have an alternate guess we can make, which is three titles that our given that guys were in. Yep. All right. So I've seen this performer in sixteen titles out of a total of seventy nine. Okay. So below your 100-episode threshold. Now, to, to maybe give get a little, little JT forgiveness, he was born in 1943 and died in 1998. So I'd like to think in the last 23 years, he, uh, at his pace... Yeah, for sure. ...would have made it. Three movies. A Few Good Men. Okay. Sling Blade. Okay. The Negotiator. Ooh. Those are three really good movies. I, I have tried to make it that I, I, as much as I could. If I knew that you had seen it, I tried to pick movies I thought you would see. Yeah, same. Um, I have no idea who this is. All right. The five words I left. I, le- I have one for this one. Has the best initials possible. The best initials possible. That's interesting. So it's got to be like it's got to spell something, right? Um. I don't know. I actually still have no idea. Who is this? This is an actor whose name, well, his initials are, well, his full name is James Thomas Walsh. JTW. Hey. <laughs> now I get it. It's me. Uh, okay. James Thomas Walsh. But he goes by JT or he went by JT White. Oh, right, right, right. And he was, I think he was one of those really 80s, mean that guys like he was almost always a bad guy he was almost always a military bad guy actually he did that kind of a role over and over again or or someone in some form of authoritative role and the funny thing is because i had started rewatching uh backdraft because of our, our conversation two weeks ago he's in that as by the way like a sleazy politician guy yeah and i was like oh that guy and i've always liked him and he passed away far too soon and so the combination of being in movies I love, his ratio was the highest I have, by the way, because he passed away young. But of his, you know, 79 movies, I saw I saw 16 of them. So, the, the, you know, 10 out of 10 in that category. I thought he was actually a, quite a good actor. Yeah, this is a great pick. I definitely didn't think of him. And I also think I'm learning just now in real time that he passed away, which is sad. I don't think I knew that. Um, I dude, he's a great pick. I love dude. Good, he's Good Morning Vietnam to me. 
that's such a great good like that's such a great that guy role oh man this is a really good pick i'm really sad that he passed away he was great i didn't realize that that's why he wasn't around there you have it unfortunately mr jt white walsh <laughs> jt walsh i thought it was funny that the last guy was M. emmett walsh and now we have jt walsh so yeah that's good um go. okay What's your next pick? so my first pick is i think you're gonna get immediately but that's fine. Uh, he was born on February 2nd, 1929. He has 441 acting credits. <laughs> I got a guy. Who do you think it is? <laughs> this would be uh, Mr. David Lopez. No. That's uh, it's James Hong, right? Oh, oh David Lopez. Is that, is that the guy from <laughs> Chinatown? Is that his name? But, no, it's, the, it's Big Trouble in Little China. His character oh, right. is David Lopez. Yes. Okay. And for me... He's that guy. For me, he is hands down David Lopan. Oh, interesting. Well, clearly he's not to me because I didn't know who that was. So that works out well. Uh, so James Hong, I, I think we need to talk just for a second. He actually is the reason that this, this category happened because while watching Chinatown, which he is in, by the way, for seven seconds, um, I was watching this with a friend of ours, Jeff, and just sort of wound up looking up to like, how many movies has this guy done? And found out he did 441 movies, which is absurd. It's a little prolific, one might say. A little prolific. Um, but yeah, this guy's just been working since 1954. Like Chinatown, Blade Runner, he was in Jet Li's Hero, which is one of the best audio tracks to listen to, by the way, of all time for surround sound. It's so oh, well yeah. done. There's two scenes in that movie that like, are good like demo stuff. He was an airplane. He's in Kung Fu Panda, which is great. He's in Wayne's World 2. Like he's just in so many good movies. And he's always like kind of funny. And he's dude, he's great. I just really like James Hunt. He was also in Revenge of the Nerds 2. Yes, he was. He do he's at 441 acting credits. He's basically just yes. The answer is was he in? Probably. The answer is just yeah, yeah. he probably was. Yeah, I looked him up as well. Not only has he done 441 things, he's working on four things right now. Yeah, he's just dude. He's like, busy. He's busy, and he's almost a hundred. <laughs> he's in like he's in his nineties, and he's still just cranking stuff out. Uh, so, Jeremy, I have a game that we're going to play at the end of every one of my picks this week. Okay, let's do it. That game is James Hong. Was he in Robot Chicken? <laughs> oh wait, like were they on? Were they in an episode of Robot Chicken? Yes. So, was James Hong Ooh. in Robot Chicken? Well, he, I know he did Kung Fu Panda, which means he's open to the genre of animation. He did Mulan, too. And he's doing the Gremlins, uh, the new Gremlins. That's right. Reboot. I'll go with yes. He was in Robot Chicken. So James Hong was not in Robot Chicken. Ah. Uh, 442, James. Get on it. Get on it. All right. What's your next pick? All right. Coming in second place on appearances. So... This, that guy was born in 1962, okay. has been in 89 roles. I have seen 19 of them. So another high ratio there. Yeah. The three titles I will give you are School of Rock, Adam's Family Values. Yeah, I know, I, I, I know exactly who you're talking about and I have no idea what his name is. <laughs> and Working Girl. Yeah, I have no idea what his name is. Would you like the quote? Sure. The five-word thing? Sure. 
Well, I, I'm hoping that this will maybe jog jog memory. Like it, maybe, maybe. Uh, once offered coffee, tea, me. Yeah, no, I know exactly who you're talking about, but I just I'm not going to get the name's not going to happen. All right, because you know this is a female performer in this role. Oh wait, 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 wait. Oh wait. No, I'm thinking of I'm stuck on School of Rock, and I 100% was thinking of the the roommate who is actually a teacher. Oh, yeah, because he's also totally that guy. Like that dude's in everything. Totally that guy. Yep. Yeah. So I, I. So no. Now I'm way disoriented. Okay. So it's a female in School of Rock. School of Rock. Adam's Family Values. Working girl. Oh my gosh! I definitely don't know who this is. Um, I'm gonna be super bummed out. I ah. Uh, okay. I don't know. I'm afraid that it's someone that I have on my list. No, wait. You said they were born in when? 1950s? 62. 62. No, I have no idea who this is. All right. Uh, this is Joan Cusack. Oh, I disagree that she's a that guy. Here's my thing. Mm. One, while I think people into movies like yourself and myself absolutely know her by name, I'm going to go with, on the limb, uh, unsubstantiable, but the combination of the quantity of performances and types of roles she's held, that she is very much a, to most audiences, a that guy, right? Like, I think people would see and be like, oh, she was she was the other one in Working Girl or things like that. Or she was the, she was the, what was the evil, whatever she was in Adam's Family Values. Yeah, she Verse. was De- Debbie. She was uh, Fester's wife. Yeah, Debbie. That's right. Nice. Thanks. Nice <laughs> so I could see people being like, oh, Debbie, before I think most people know that she is Ms. Joan Cusack. Yeah, I could be very wrong, and I accept that. Uh, so it's it's rare that I genuinely disagree. I genuinely disagree with this. I think, I think Joan Cusack, first of all, because she's a Cusack, makes her pretty well known, right? And she's been nominated for two Emmys, or she's been nominated for two um, Oscars, she is a perennial Emmy nomination for her work on Shameless. I think she's pretty well known. Like, I, I, I just think she's like, listen, I agree that, well, maybe I'm talking myself out of this. Maybe a lot of people don't know her and I'm just a nerd. I don't know. This is interesting. I feel like everybody but, knows her, but now I'm thinking of people in my life that probably would be like, oh, she's in whatever. Yeah. Okay. I can see it. I don't love it, but I can see it. Yeah, I, that's sort of where I came to, and then and again, I looked. I went really looking into the role she's played. Look, I love her. Like to oh, me, she should be a she should be a leading lady kind of level. Like she's she's got range. She's a good actress. I just saw her again. She was in My Blue. I forgot about her in My Blue Heaven. Right. <laughs> that's right. She's super fun in that, um, but she's never fully made it out of that stratosphere. Yeah, and so that's that's kind of why. And again, this is our subjective little thing. And you're right, the John Cusack tie, which again sort of is a just crummy thing about Hollywood. But um, I, I don't; she hasn't had that leading lady opportunity. She's got a lot of roles. Checks my box. Yeah, that's fair. I think the thing that's thrown it off for me is Shameless. Her work on Shameless is so like if you watch Shameless, she she transcends the that guy character because that is such a 
pivotal role. And I don't think she's ever won the Emmy for it, but she literally, I think, gets nominated every year. <laughs> like like Susan Lucci, every year she doesn't win that Emmy, but she's always up for it. Um, it's an interesting pick. I like it. It's interesting. I, don't, I still don't know how I feel. I'll come back to it. <laughs> you let me know, buddy. We'll, we'll talk about it in a month or two. Uh, I promise you that she's on Robot Chicken, by the way. All right. My next pick uh, was born on June 4th in 1956. Uh, they have 328 acting credits. I will wow. give you yeah, – it's a lot. Uh, I will give you Platoon, Reality Bites, and The Replacements. <laughs> First of all, there's no one on my list with this many performances, so I'm truly at a loss here. And this is my age, 1952, you said? Yep. So this is no, firmly 19, wheelhouse. 19, 1956, sorry. Still, firmly in where, what should be in my wheelhouse. Replacements, give me those three one last time. Uh, replacements, Platoon, and Reality Bites. <sighs> Who was in Reality Bites that's not a leading person? Was also, uh, is it one of the Dylans by any chance? It is not. Not a Dylan. So the I'll give you a quote. Maybe it'll help. Maybe not. Uh, I thrive on misery, which is from the movie Men at Work. Let's see if that helps. Men at Work isn't that Norm Macdonald's movie? No, he was. uh, He does have a movie that's like that title, but no, it's not the one I'm talking about. (laughs) All right, you got me. uh, You got me beat with this one. This is Keith David, who was also in They Live. They Live. You love this guy. (laughs) I do love Keith David, man. Keith David's great. Um, He's such a that guy. What a good pick. Yeah, he's just when, – when you first said this, I was like trying to go through. I'm like, all right, who's the people I can list immediately? And genuinely, this is the first – this was the first person for me because I love this dude. And like it's like a running joke every time I see him on screen. I'll, I'll scream out Keith. I love Keith. Uh, he's in lots of stuff. Um, he's in lots of stuff that I really like. I was surprised and kind of forgot that he was in like – Something about Mary, Armageddon, Requiem for a Dream, like Roadhouse. Like he's in a lot of like really, really well-regarded movies, but he's never that important. He's always just like another guy. He also does uh, just a ton of like um, – I, 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 this is a little weird. I don't know what to call them. Like I hate when they call them urban features. He does a lot of black-made movies, and I love those movies. Like they're some of my absolute favorites, and he is such a good angry dad in a bunch of those. <laughs> like it's such a, he just has such a great role in those, uh, and I'm a big fan of him, and he's the best. So yeah, Keith David on my list. I like the angry dad characterization. I could see him and like Bill Burr doing a little uh, buddy buddy dad retire whatever kind of movie like uh, yeah suburban life dads with Bill Burr and Keith David. I'd watch that. For sure. So we have to ask the question, Jeremy, was Keith David in Robot Chicken? Definitely. You are correct. He was. He was, yes. in, the he- he was in the Hemlock Gin and Juice episode as a commentator, a narrator, and a bank robber. <laughs> well, if you're going to do Robot Chicken, you're doing at least three things. You have to. <laughs> yeah. All right. Coming up next on my list now, my next two performers were tied with quantity of roles I've seen. 
So I will go with the lower overall performances okay. as my tie-breaking statistic. Born in 1951. Also, by the way, both of these next two were born in 1951. So how crazy is that? That's great. Love it. Now, both of these two were born in 1951, but we'll go first with the one with 256 credits to his name, of which I've seen 25. The titles I will give you, this one's tricky. Might be a giveaway. We'll see. Get Out. Okay. Dodgeball. Okay. And Office Space. Yeah, I know who this is. Do you know him by name? This is Steven Root. Yeah. Yeah. I So Steven Root's in my pong. I love Steven Root. So when you gave the comment about you shouldn't know the person for just the one thing, this was the one that came to mind because for a lot of people, he's the stapler guy from Office Space. Yeah. So my the, the my five words, which if people haven't caught on yet, I have a quote for from a movie for all the five words ones. And for him was set the building on fire. <laughs> nice. Mine was... <laughs> My five-word description was strange affinity for office products. Yeah, that's great. That's really good. Yeah, this is a great pick. I love Stephen Root. He's great. Now, a funniest thing ever is he happened to be sitting behind me at a Broadway show I was at uh, a couple years back. Oh, that's funny. And I remember walking out, literally standing right behind him and asking my wife, I'm like, I know that that's the guy. That, I'm like, that's Stephen Root. And she's like, who's that? I'm like... From this, from this, from this. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's totally him. I'm like, should we go say something? Like, I'll bet you not a lot of people stop him know, and know him by name, right? I'll bet you he gets a lot of, like, Red Stapler, you know? I'll bet he gets a lot of that. Yeah. So I was like, I could be the guy that's like, you're Stephen Roots, and I liked you on news radio and all this other great calls. She's like, he doesn't really look like the guy that really wants to be uh, called out on the streets of Manhattan as he rushes home from his uh, Broadway Broadway outing of the evening, so yeah. I did not. But I'm, I'm I think I still I think I think to be honest, the that guys folks, if they get called called out by name, would probably feel pretty good. Yeah, I actually am going to respectfully disagree with your wife here. I think they love stuff like that. Like I saw Oliver Platt at South by Southwest one year and was like, Oliver Platt, you're the man. And he was like, hey, dude, thank you. <laughs> he was like super grateful just to be recognized, I think. <laughs> I saw Oliver Platt first in Flatliners in the theaters, which you were probably four, if I'm not mistaken, roughly. Maybe. Just, just a guess, five, four, five. And I remember at the time thinking like, I like that guy in this movie. I don't know who he is. I've never seen him before. I'll bet he's going to be the big one. Because at the time, I think Kiefer Sutherland was the old, you know, it was like, oh, no, because Kevin Bacon was already on his trajectory. So was uh, Julia Roberts, obviously. But I think for some reason, Kiefer Sutherland was like the trendiest at the time. Okay. But I was the guy in the theater being like, whoever whoever that crazy kid is, that's the that's he's going to be big one day. Yeah, I love that. Too. And I like, I do like him a lot. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's my first Stephen Root note. Second is... If you haven't watched the Perry Mason reboot on HBO Max, which I have we talked yet. about a bit, you haven't yeah. watched it yet. He's got a role in that that I would say, like, if he keeps that up, like he's pulling way out of that guy territory. Like he was good. He's good at Barry. So that's what I was gonna say. I I he he's so I think he's close to breaking out because he's so good in Barry. Like there are two particular episodes that I think are like standout like Emmy worthy performances from him. 
in Barry that I think he's close, but he is a hundred percent of that guy. Faux show. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. All right. What's your next choice? Okay. My next one. Uh, he was born on January 5th, 1959. He has 298 acting credits, which was more than I thought it was going to be. What was but, the year? Uh, 1959. Okay. 259. 298. 298 in 59. Yep. That's a lot of movies. A lot of movies. Here's some of the movies he was in. The Hurricane. Daredevil. Shawshank Redemption. Oh. So I have not seen the Daredevil Daredevil movie. That's the Ben Affleck. You mean the the movie, not the Netflix series, right? Correct. Yep. I never saw that. So, sorry, what was the first one one more time? Uh, so he was in The Hurricane. Saw that. It's a great movie. Right. I, I mean, obviously you've seen Shawshank. He was also in Thor Ragnarok. Oh, it's Clancy Brown. Yeah, it is. I love I love Clancy Brown. You know, how is he not in... Uh, I have a whole thing about how Clancy Brown should be a much bigger actor. And, like, he's he's phenomenal, actually. And he didn't even make my final. I don't know. I must have forgotten about him. Because when we first talked, I think I even brought him up as a that guy to you on the previous episode. Oh, I don't know if you have. But if you have, I mean, I would Uh, believe that. Great job. All right. Talk to me. Well, so listen, you actually basically just said what I wanted to say. <laughs> I, I think Clancy Brown, I, he is one of the that guys. Like there's certain that guys that we'll talk about later that I'm like, you're a good that guy. And I don't like think anything more of that. I'm like, I like you as a that guy. There's one dude in particular that I'm almost tempted to say because there's no way he's in your top five, but I'll hold off anyway. Uh, Clancy Brown, every time I see him in anything, I'm like, how come you're not more famous? Like he's so good in everything. Dude, he's in Billions. He has like a pretty important role in Billions. I think he starts in season three. He is so enigmatic. Like he's he steals scenes with Paul Giamatti, who I think arguably is one of the most well-respected actors on the planet. And Clancy Brown not only goes toe-to-toe, he's better. <laughs> like he's more, wow. he's bigger in these scenes. It's so, dude, he's so damn good. I love Clancy Brown, man. Love this dude. Yeah, he's great. And I always he's he's got a weird place in my mind because he was the bad guy in the Highlander. Yep. Which as we've determined has a terrible score on the old uh Medicare affair. But I used to watch that movie quite a few times. But it hit that it, it came out, I don't know, I, I'm guessing like early eighties. Like it's probably an eighty four, eighty six kind of movie. Or I guess eighty six is not early. <laughs> you know, in the eighties. I probably watched it like a dozen times in college alone. But because it came out at a time that, like, it's it's sort of, for lack of a better phrase, older than me. Like, me yep. seeing it wasn't a theatrical young Jeremy. It was more like, like some time on cable or or wherever. Yeah. To me, Clancy Brown's much much older than he is. That's fair. Does that make no, sense? That makes, like that make that actually makes perfect sense. Absolutely, that makes sense. Yeah, like to me, he's like my parents' age. So when I look at he's like from 1959, I'm like, whoa, he's much younger. I can't believe he's done almost 300 movies. It's Dude, he's, he's so, he's so freaking good. I just like him so much. Okay. Uh, so Jeremy, Clancy Brown, was he on Robot Chicken? Probably. Yeah, of course he was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah he's on like five different episodes. Uh, he's okay. great. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with like, 
I think I'm going to have to go with absolutely. Yeah, I think I'll stick with absolutely, probably, no. That was my three guessings for your question. I like it. Oh, wait. Do you want to do Steven Root now? Because he was going to be in your Pong. Now he's out of there. Oh, no. I'm only doing I'm only doing this for my top five. I don't have it for everybody in Pong. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> that would have taken too long. Too much research. <laughs> well, if only you had a, another spreadsheet at your side. Okay. Back to 1951. This time up to 276 performances. Okay. Of which I have also seen 25. Okay. The three I will give you are Memento. Okay. Groundhog Day. Yep. I know who this is. Already. And Sneakers. Yeah, so I'm so this is Steven Toblowski. Yeah. And if I could have if I could have bet that he would have been in your top five, I would have bet that he would have been in your top five. Oh really? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this guy. He used to do a podcast that's been great. Oh really? Yeah. Well, it's also strange, by the way. So, 1951, Stephen Root and Stephen Tobolowski. Yep. Guess how many movies of the combined 200, 300, 500, 520, carry the seven, uh, 533, 32 titles the two of them have appeared in. How many overlap? Ooh. Okay. So, I feel like for this to be interesting, it either needs to be a big number or zero. So, I'm going to guess a big number and say it's like 11. One movie, three TV episodes. Wow, it feels like it would be more than that. You'd think out of 500. Especially because it's not like they're the same character. You know what I mean? Like it'd be different if they were, they were the same that guy, but they're two very different that guys as far as the characters they would play. So that's that's surprisingly low, I think. I've also decided that I would see a Steven Root, Steven Tobolowsky buddy movie any time. Yeah, absolutely. I'm down for that right now. By the way, the movie the two of them were in was The Country Bears, a 2002, 37 Metacritic rated animated production. Sounds terrible. That we will never see. Yep. Ever. Uh, so, St- Stephen Tobolowski, yeah, we both know that I like him a lot. Uh, he's, you know, Ned Ryerson forever. Ned Ryerson. <laughs> forever. That first step, it's a doozy. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think I first really got to know him. Probably from Sneakers, which I think is one of his most endearing roles, only because he plays this hateable, then lovable, then hateable, nerdy kind of guy. And the experience of, of uh, it's not Bonnie Bedelia, I'm sorry. I forgot I forgot the actress right now who's talking to him and trying to get him to say all of the words for the code phrase. Yeah. All of that sequence and the karaoke bar and everything. And then, and then he ends with this like, like this terrible conversation. They've been probably talking for three hours. And, and at the end of it, she finally gets the last word from him, passport. Werner. Werner. Werner Bronstein? Werner something. And she finally gets him to say the last word. And she's like, you know, happy. She's like, oh, you know, thank you or whatever. And he goes, should I nudge you or wake you or, or call you in the morning? And she's like, check, please. And that is at the end of like a four or six hour day. I love that. I love his performances so much. So, Mr. Tobolowski, thank you for the work you've done. Yeah, he's great. He also is, um, he has a great role in Silicon Valley. He's great in Silicon Valley. I forgot about that one. That Yeah, I was, what was his thing? The, a triangle or a pyramid or something? Yeah, I forget what it is, but like whatever it is. Yeah, it's so, yeah, he's great. He's great. That's that one. He's always going to be Ned Ryerson. But like now when I see him, I think of him being Jack 
what, just call me Jack, like whatever his name is. When he freaks out, he's great. Uh, good pick. It's a great pick. Okay. My next one, July 20th, 1975. This person has 148 acting credits. Uh, I will give you, hmm, let's see, The Descendants, uh, Uncle Frank, and Three Kings. What's what's Uncle Frank? I've never heard of Uncle Frank. Uncle Frank is that Paul Bettany movie that just came out recently on Hulu that I told you I loved. Oh, okay. Well, it's probably not Paul Bettany. (laughs) Nope. Three Kings... It's not a Wahlberg. Is it a, it's not a Wahlberg. No, it's not a Wahlberg. I mean, there's so many to choose from. So them and the Baldwins, it's like a full but, football team. <laughs> I was going to say, it's not a Baldwin either. Should we do a Baldwin and Wahlberg episode? The Bald, Baldberg? Bald, Baldberg? <laughs> All right, I'm going uh, to need your five-word clue, my friend. Uh, okay, I'll do this is a quote from the movie Jawbreaker, which they were also in. What is a friend anyway? I apologize. I'm not familiar with the cast of Jawbreaker. You've got me stumped, <laughs> sir. Uh, okay. So this is one of my favorite that guys ever, uh, Judy Greer. Oh, I have her in Pong. I so have her in Pong. here's, this is just an interesting thing. Judy Greer has more acting credits than the following people. Helena oh, Bottom Carter, Kristen Wiig, Sigourney Weaver, Julianne Moore, Carrie Fisher, who basically would do anything you asked her to do. And she has significantly more than Meryl Streep. (laughs) I like her so much. Like she's just everything she's in. She actually is basically like a kind of a younger version of Joan Cusack. She's in lots and lots of stuff. And she's like so open to work. And she has like lots of great quotes about like being a that that guy actor. Um, she leans into it very, very hard, which is like really good. She has a great quote. Um, I forget exactly what it said, but she said in one year she had been dating her husband and she had kissed George Clooney, kissed Ashton Kutcher, kissed Gerard Butler. And she was like, it's like a pretty good year, right? <laughs> like all in one year. Uh, I just think she's great. I think she's a great actress. I, I very much want her to be more famous than she is because I think she's very good. Uh, but she totally is a, that guy. Like you see her, you're like, oh, you're from, and then you have to like go digging, like from the wedding planner, from Tomorrowland, from Portlandia. Like she's just in so much stuff, but it's always as like the other person. It's funny because I've been listening to all the titles you roll off. You still have not named the three I would have given you in Pong. Oh, that's fun. So all my right. three were going to be Ant-Man. Jurassic World and 27 Dresses. So 27 Dresses and Ant-Man I have on my list for sure. Yeah. And my five words for her were actually say goodbye to these, Michael, because she's one of my favorite parts about Arrested Development. And even though that's a TV show. Yep. Well, that's she's in Archer, Masters of Sex, How I Met Your Mother, Arrested Development, Portlandia. Like, dude, she just like she works, dude. She works. So we got to ask Jeremy, Judy Greer, is she in Robot Chicken? I'm going to go with it definitely on that one. So funny enough, she is, but only one episode. And I was surprised. I feel, because she does a lot of voice work. I was like, because she's an archer. Like, she's actually, like, she's a mainstay in archer. I was like, why? I couldn't believe that it was only one, but she's in one. She's in the uh, robot fight accident, Janet Jackson. <laughs> Jane, or she's Jane Jetson. <laughs> I, I do like that you have that level of info about each episode of Robot Chicken. Of course. <laughs> have you watched all of that show? Because I've only watched, I've watched, it's one of those I've watched a handful 
Robot Chicken is in the South Park world for me, which is I have seen a lot of them, but like it's not a thing that I could tell you what seasons I have. Or I have no idea. I like there's okay. a fair fair shake. I've seen a good amount, but like it's always been like you know at random. It's not like it's not it's not scheduled viewing. Got it. All right. Uh, well, I like that. By the way, she was the one I was referencing earlier as an actress who may be timed well as Hollywood evolves to take advantage of that. I mean, she's led a couple of TV shows already. Yep. I, I, I could see her getting a vehicle. Like, and she's got the acting chops. Like, She definitely does. Yeah. And, and again, by Hollywood standards, she's certainly attractive enough to put on screen, right? Yeah. Like, come on, Hollywood. Give Judy a, give Judy a chance. Yeah, for sure. Although I guess with a couple hundred titles, they, she sort of is getting a chance. But you know what I mean. Yeah, she would. Listen, take any of the, you know, 13 going on 30, 27 dresses, what women want. Tell me she couldn't have had a more prominent role in any one of those. Like, I would disagree. She totally could. So, yeah, I'm, for sure. I'm, I'm here for Judy Greer being more famous. <laughs> All right. My fifth and final. We've now moved from 1951 to 1954. Ooh, okay. Big There's job. a lot of that guys from the 50s. There are. Probably a reason for that. I've seen 26 of this gentleman's, that guy's, 172 performances. Okay. Three of them include City Slickers. I love that movie. Get Shorty. I know who this is. <laughs> and The American President. Uh, this is David Painter? Paymer. Paymer. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. My five words were, by the way, helped to find Chess Master because he was also in Searching for Bobby Fischer. Yes, he was. Yeah. Was he on your list or something? So he is in my pond list and he is one of the two people that I was thinking of when we were talking just before about people that I like as that guy that I just think are that guy. He's one of those guys. He's that guy. Yeah. He's uh, so yeah, I've seen 26 of his performances apparently. And, and it's funny because... I don't think this is where where he's such the that guy. Unlike Joey Pants, unlike JT Walsh, unlike both Stevens Root and Tablowski, I don't think if you don't know who we're talking about, we can describe him to you. I don't know how I would do it. He's he's so that guy. Yeah. Yep. Like not even one of his performances could I come up with where I would say, no, 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 think about this one. Because a, he's done so many things, and B, he is such a perfect that guy. I have one. I think there's one performance you could get people to orient to, and it's only because it's a movie I know everyone has seen. If you don't know who David Paymer is, he was the health inspector from Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> wow. Yeah. See, that would and that would work. By the way, I know who he is, and that would not have 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 uh, triggered for me because oh, I don't remember. Funny. Like it's hard enough to balance all that cast in your head as it is. I only I don't even think I would have known he was in Ocean's Eleven if he hadn't told me. Oh wow. Okay, that's such for some reason that feels like such a staple that guy role for him for me. Oh, for sure. I just don't recall it. That's, yeah, that totally just, makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, you're gonna have to go Google Mr. Paymer. Yeah. And once you do and see a picture of him, you're like, oh, that guy. He is Dude, him, and just because I know he's not in your top five now, I don't want to step on Pond, but whatever. It was literally him and Paul Ben Victor are the two people where I'm like, you are appropriately where you're supposed to be in Hollywood. And I don't mean yeah. that negatively. You're so good. I love that I love their work. But like if someone was like, Paul Ben Victor is now gonna be a leading man or David Paymer is a leading, I'd be like, Really? <laughs> like 
is the movie about being a that guy? I just don't, you know what I mean? Like he's such a good character actor, but I just can't see right. them like holding a full, it's yeah. Just a great pick. Love it. What about Christopher Guest puts out a movie called Character Actors? I mean, it would get a better name, but you know what I mean. Yeah, starring Paul Ben Victor and David Paymer. <laughs> yeah, and all and, and James Hong is a special, right. very special appearance by. Of course, there would need to. Uh, it's a great pick. Okay, here's my last one. This is the one where I'm not 100% sure if you're going to agree with this. Born on June 30th, 1943, 272 acting credits. He was in In Good Company. He was in Time After Time. He was in The Book of Eli. I've seen two of those. I have not seen Time After Time. What was the year again? 40-something? He was born in 1943. 43. And it's a he. I'm just telling you it's it's a guy. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. He from the 40s. Can you give me something to swap out for Time After Time? Have you seen Easy A? I have seen Easy A, and that didn't help me. It's not It's not Finney, is it? Nope. Hmm. Nah, because I, I don't think of him as a, that guy. But he's that, it's the right age. Do, you have your, do, I, do I get a quote still? I will give you a quote. Uh, I was cured, all right, is, is the quote. And it's from, this should give it away, I think, Clockwork Orange. Doesn't give it away because Clockwork Orange isn't a wheelhouse movie for me. I saw it like what it's it's in that saw it one time, but also like it's up there. It and Brazil are in the two, and there's a few others, but like nope, never seen that again. Okay, fair too, enough. Too psychologically twisty, fair. awful, terrible people <laughs> for me. Yeah. Uh, you got me stumped, buddy. What you got? Okay, so this is Malcolm McDowell. Ooh, okay. Now this is my first one. I'll take some issues. So I thought you might. So listen. I struggled with him. He definitely was going to be on the list in some way, shape, or form, like Contender Pong at least. But in actually truly researching him, um, outside of A Clockwork Orange, I don't think that unless you are a movie nerd that people would be like, oh, that's Malcolm McDowell. I think people would be like, that dude is in everything because he's in everything. But I just – I don't like – I. I had a very small group of people that I asked. I showed them their pic- I showed his picture to people, and the five people I asked all went, "Oh, that dude!" Nobody knew his name. Wow, I accept all that. I think, I think it's probably generational because even though Clockwork Orange isn't actually my generation, it's a it's an older movie than my generation. Yeah. I mean, it came out when I was like two, um, so I saw it in the theaters, of course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. The double feature with Bambi. I'm still not sure which was more horrifying. Uh, Bam, Bam, the answer is Bambi. The answer is Bambi. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like I'm not like mommy. Why did he pry his eyes open? I'm like, why did they shoot the deer? Why did they shoot the deer? <laughs> but I guess yeah, I guess this is probably going to have to go down generational because to my to me, he's the guy from 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 Clockwork Orange, right? He's he's never going to not be Alex and. Like and that's a big movie for a like you're right though it's probably in movie nerd I would say if you need to be like a level nine movie nerd for Joan Cusack you probably only need to be like a level seven for Mr McDowell 
but he's but but I hear you and 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 it's a it's a fair point. I still think he's also like a theater guy. <sighs> he's an incredible. Listen, the reason he's on the list is he's an incredible actor, and he came up by the way with like Michael Caine. Him and Michael Caine are like buddies, and like there's been a bunch of like conversations about like the difference between Caine accepting work and Malcolm McDowell not. And Michael Caine's on record being like Malcolm just forgot how to act in the sense that he didn't take enough work. Right. And so like Michael Caine was always working and became Michael Caine because he's, he was always working. Malcolm McDowell has like Michael Caine. Who? Michael Caine. I love it. <laughs> but Malcolm McDowell, like it's not that he has holes. Like, cause I don't think he has holes. He's a working actor, right? Like obviously with 272 credits, but I just, he's not like a, he's not a leading man. Right. If you look through his stuff specifically recently in my life, like he's always a principal or he's like a brother or a dad. Right. Or like a bad guy, but not the bad guy. So, yeah, I just think Malcolm McDowell is not again. He's a dude who if all of a sudden he started leading, getting leading roles, I would be like, yeah, you're Malcolm McDowell. You're an amazing actor. That makes sense. But he doesn't have them. Uh, it's it's fair. I, 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 I'm going to go on and go look up how much theater work he's done. Oh, probably tons. But I think he is probably – it's hard not to say that he, you know, since his biggest thing ever was like 36 or so years ago, that yeah. his – that guy's status is possibly uh, – he's been downgraded to that guy. I think he's up for review to say the very least, right? I mean, Clockwork Orange came out in 1971. So – is there um is there opportunity should there be like um parole boards for that guys? That's what I'm saying. I think it's like he you know you got to go in and state your case and be like no I'm a leading man. Like we're sorry to tell you that you're not. <laughs> okay. Here, go kiss Nicole Kidman. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how you do. Exactly. All okay, right. let's get into Pong, sir. All right, first up in Pong was was the actually I will be f- to be fair to be fair to be fair. I wanted to put almost everybody in my Pong I kind of wanted to be able to talk about. Like, this is one of those times where, like, I would have enjoyed chatting through all of the next few actors because sure. they're all so much fun. But for sake of time and format and sanity and all the other things, let's yep. get on with some Pong. Let's do it. 1940. Uh, that guy has been in 141 productions. I have seen 25 of them. And the three I will give you are... Clueless, The Usual Suspects, yep, and Benny and June. Yeah, this is Dan Hedaya. It is. I have my five, my five words were going to be was married to Carla Tortelli. Oh, I didn't know that. That's actually funny. I was going to say uh, mine were going to be got a 45 and a shovel. Um, all right. My first one was born in 1956. He has 249 acting credits. And the quote I will give you is, I blow a mean nose. <laughs> uh, 1956 I, I don't have it which is now getting inter- particularly interesting so this is Richard Kind oh yeah he he passed away right I don't know oh no did he I hope not I, I, I think like I, I, I kind of feel like he re- very recently might have Oh no, that's going to make me super sad. I I, adore I could him. be wrong. We're going to have to go to the internet and check. No, it out no, later. no. He's still he's still kicking. He's good. Okay, that's a good pick. I love that guy. Yeah, dude. He's uh, he's um, Bing Bong in Inside Out. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. 
Perfect that guy, by the way. Oh, he's a great what was, guy. He was on the was he on Spin City? Was that right? Yes, he was. Great pull. Yeah. yeah. I think actually, I wonder how many of these, if we were to look at them later, had were on a fairly successful sitcom. Like I bet a lot of Steven them. Root. Steven Root spent uh news radio. Yeah. You know. For sure. All right. 1952, only 89 credits, but still, I've seen 14 of them. That guy was in Mamma Mia. Okay. The Birdcage. And Chicago. Okay. Um, I love The Birdcage. I'm trying to think who in The Birdcage wasn't really famous. So, it's not the mom, is it, from The Birdcage? Who is this? My five words. Also, Anna Kendrick's evil stepmother. Anna Kendrick's evil stepmother. Um, Anna Kendrick. Not Anne Hathaway? Not Anne Hathaway. What was Anna Kendrick in where she had an evil stepmother? Uh, I have no idea what this is. Who this is. Uh, Anna Kendrick was in Into the Woods where her evil stepmother, which was the actual role, never saw it. was that was played by one Christine Baranski. So it is Christine Baranski, who is the mother from, okay, that's great. Yeah, I couldn't have pulled her name, proving the fact that she's a that guy. <laughs> oh, I should have had my scores handy with how much I knew their, their, my names, because that was a fun, fun yeah, fact. I, that, that's a good one, and she's, she's a great pick, and I, I'm actually bummed out I missed her. She's a really good pick. But she didn't make, well, she wouldn't have made my 100, though, so that's why she wouldn't have been here. Uh, okay, my next one. Born in 1952 with 292 acting credits. Man, you keep getting these polls that aren't even on my list. All right, go on. So this one's tough. Um, the five words, it's actually, so the quote is from the Big Bang Theory. Uh, and it, the quote is, idiot, love doesn't last. Nothing. I, I don't watch Big Bang Theory. Yeah, so this is Brian George. Who? Yeah, so... So this is a good time to I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you I, I told you I had a keynote. I have a keynote. And what my keynote is is it's the face with all the people that I <laughs> with the names, because that's how obscure some of these people's names are to me. But Brian George is a dude who when you see his face, you're gonna be like, oh, that dude's in everything. He's in so much TV, he's in a ton of random movies for two seconds, and he's hilarious. I actually really like him, but he is totally a, a that guy. Oh, this he's a that guy. Yeah. He's very much a, 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 a that guy. Wasn't he Babu? Yes. Yep. Oh. Well, I did not realize Babu's had 292 things. Oh, my yeah. goodness. That's literally was – this was the rabbit hole that I climbed into, Jeremy. <laughs> That's a lot of fun. That's a fun pick. All right. I think this one's not in your wheelhouse. Uh, so just don't, don't feel don't, – don't sweat this one. 1952 was the birth year. Okay. Only 73 titles, of which okay. I've seen 14. That's a lot. Right. That's how he made my list. Makes In sense. fact, he almost made my top five just because I, I wanted to talk about him because I'm betting he doesn't have much airtime. His three movies for you include Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Okay. Big Trouble in Little China. Okay. Along with Mr. David Lopan. Yeah. And Die Hard. He's in Die Hard? Okay, so the only movie that I can really pull people from in that list is Die Hard. Is he the limo driver? 
He is not the limo driver. So my five words for you, because I also have five words for this one. The other 80s Asian actor. Huh. I got nothing. Yeah, I have no idea. All right. And what I mean by the other is everybody, when you think of an 80s Asian actor, everybody thinks of Getty Watanabe from yep. uh, 16 Candles. From 16 Candles. Yep. This is a, a gentleman by the name of Al Leong. I had to, he got a one out of 10 on my name recognition. I had no idea who he was. And he's probably not going to mean much to you because he's an 80s, that guy. He, in the 80s, basically played anytime they needed an ex, a sort of extra to do some cool martial arts looking stuff. He was the guy they pulled out. So he's uh, in the hallways for Die Hard. He's um, in Bill and Ted's, he's the uh, Genghis Khan. <laughs> And in everything else, he's basically, you know, you're sort of, maybe he gets a line, maybe not. Maybe he gets a facial expression because he was very visually rec- distinct. Emotive. And I just loved seeing him. He's one of those, that, again, 80s me, so I'm full on, like, early to late teenager. I'm like, this guy, I just want a movie with him being the martial arts guy. I had no idea. Again, in the 80s, we didn't realize, like, there's, and I, I'm not being, I'm only being half facetious, like, there were only two actors who were of Asian descent who were cast in movies, and right. he's one of them. The other guy at least got speaking roles. He was the martial arts dude. But yeah. teenage me just wanted to see this martial arts dude get the chance to come kick butt, which he unfortunately, as far as I recall, never really got much of an on-screen opportunity. That's too bad. Yeah, I uh, – okay. <laughs> Sorry, I had to talk about Mr. Leong because I have a hunch this is the most he's been talked about on a podcast about movies – Ever. Ever. Probably. Okay. Probably. I dig it. Uh, let's keep moving. So uh, 1957 with 180 or 136 acting credits. Uh, <laughs> the quote I will give you is cranberry juice. I feel I should actually know that, but yeah, they don't. Okay. So this is, that's from the departed and this is Ray Winstone. Oh, I believe I know who he is. I'm going to have to, but definitely in the, I'm going to have to Google this guy. Yeah. So he is Googleable, but the second you see his face, he's French in the departed, but he's also in all the things like this dude is just in so much stuff. Um, and there is no one particular role. I think that like sticks out for him, for me, um, except maybe the departed. Uh, but I just like saying departed. Can you say the departed starring Michael Caine? Did it pad? It's Don Michael Caine. <laughs> we'll see what else we can add to the list as the episode progresses. All right. Born in 1946, passed away in 2011. 102 titles to that guy's name. I've seen 11. The three movies I will give you are Brast Off. Okay. The Usual Suspects. Okay, I've seen that one. And The Town. Ooh, he's in The Town. Ooh, Wait. Oh, boy, this is hard, and I want to get this one. I'm not going to, and it's going to make me super-duper sad. Um, Oh, man, who in the town? I'm run, I'm literally running through that whole movie. So it's John, there's John Hamm. Oh, gosh, I don't know. Mike, five words, character named for Japanese mug. That doesn't help me even a little bit. <laughs> it's sort of a tie to the usual suspects, if that helps maybe a little bit. Okay. Uh, maybe a little. Uh, no. Okay, I don't know. Who was it? <laughs> he was Kobayashi, his, the, and he was the flower guy in the town. 
the- oh, uh, wait, wait, wait. This guy's got a great name, right? Yes. Oh, Pete. Uh, what is this dude's name? Pete. Oh, uh, son of a gun. I love this dude's name. I don't know. I don't know. What is it? Pete Puslethwaite. Yeah, this dude's great, and I forgot him, and I'm glad you said him. He's totally that guy. <laughs> nice. What's next? Uh, okay, I love this one. This guy, I think, is one of the most one of the most this guys on the list. Uh, 1962, 106 acting credits. He said they're like rats in the town. And you know, I just rewatched the town a few weeks back. Yep. Mm, no idea. Speaking of guys with great names, this is Titus Wellever. Oh, from uh, the Bosch. From yeah, from Bosch and a bunch of other, he's yeah, done a bunch yeah, of other yeah. stuff. But he's a total that guy for me. Every time I see him, I'm like, oh, you're um, and I never remember his name. Yep, fair, fair one. And it's funny because when I was rewatching the town, I was like, oh, Bosch. Yeah. All right, 1950, 163 acting credits. 17 performances I've seen, three of which include Vantage Point, My Cousin Vinny, okay, and Animal House. Ooh. So you're unfortunately in a world where you're pulling on movies that I have seen, but I'm not going to know the people. Like, I'm not going to be able to cast it. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's also in Wildcat. Oh, I got, I got five words for him, too. Once played, this is a little tricky. Once played June 6th, 1944. What? Uh, okay. So June 6th, 1944 is D-Day. Is D- yeah, it's Pearl Harbor, but I, I don't know. So in Animal Pearl. House, he played the character named D-Day, and the actor's name is Bruce McGill. Okay, somewhere someone is very happy with you, because that's a very good clue. I just didn't get it. Oh, wait. Uh, wait, was Bruce McGill in, oh, what was that horrible USA show that wasn't actually horrible? Burn Notice. Was he in Burn Notice? I never. What is Burn Notice? Burn Notice. So there that's, was like, that's a reference. No, Burn. The what is Burn Notice is a reference to a SNL skit, which if you have not seen, we have to put in the, in, in a link to. But there's a whole SNL skit called What Is Burn Notice that I think is epically funny. Okay, and I'm thinking of Bruce Campbell. So wrong dude. But anyway, <laughs> wrong dude. All right, next. Uh, next, let's do. 1953 with 206 acting credits. Credits? Why did I say that weird? Credits. Uh, The quote I will give you is, platonic love can exist. And that's from his performance in Wayne's World. Oh, I have... Wait, is this Rob Lowe? No. No. That's why I was like, way too big. Oh, um... He's sort of a bigger guy, right? I can see you seeing him in your brain, but not knowing yeah. his name. <laughs> he plays he plays sort of the Rob Lowe's like henchman kind of person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's such a that guy. And he usually plays people I don't like. He usually plays like unlikable characters. What's his name? His name's Kurt Fuller. And every time I see him, he just looks like a politician I hate. I think he picked up the ball where J.T. Walsh uh, left it off. They have the same kind of... Exactly. Yeah. Okay, 1961, 90 credits. I've seen 14. Three include Broken Arrow, The Rock, which I know you've seen, and Training Day. All right, so I got to orient around Training Day or The Rock. I'm trying to think of who in The Rock... 
had like a who in the rock isn't super famous. It could have been one of the Marine guys that redheaded Marine guys in a lot of stuff. I don't know. Not, it's not jumping out to me. That's all right. Actor's name is Raymond Cruz. Okay. He's probably best known as Tuco from Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Okay. Yeah. He's a, that guy. All right. Uh, next, that guy let's do 1966. With 96 acting credits, which is why he's in Pong. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> he's in. He has a great role in the, in the movie The Proposal. And the quote from The Proposal is, good dancer, drink soda pop. And that's that's a great movie, by the way. It's a really good rom com. I, 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 all I'm thinking about is actually a different, uh, the indecent proposal with Richard Gere. Uh, Very different movie. <laughs> <laughs> different. What is the the proposal? Is that like a Catherine Heigl? No, it's Steve McConaughey, J Lo. It, no, it's Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock. Oh, of course it is. Never saw that one. I don't know who this is. So this is. I'm, I hope I get his name right. Asif Mandavi. And if you look him up, which is going to be hard to spell, but A-S-I-F-M-A-N-D-V-I. So I feel pretty good about my pronunciation. Um, he also was just recently in uh, the movie with John Hamm about going to India and trying to find cricket kids who could play baseball that I can't think of the name of right now. Oh, Million Dollar Arm. Million Dollar Arm. Yeah, so he's the, he's John Hamm's partner in Million Dollar Arm. But he also is... He's typecasted a lot, I think, as the Indian guy. But he's he's a really, really good actor, and I actually really enjoy seeing him and stuff. And he's a total that guy because I have no idea who he is. But every time I see him, I'm like, oh, that dude does everything. And it turns out, as for as young as he is, to have 96 acting credits, and he was born in 66, I was like, this dude works, man. That's a lot. Yeah, I like him. You know what I liked him in? And it's one of those definitely, I think I mentioned in the Guilty Pleasure episode, is uh, The Interns. Or, <laughs> yeah, or he's- The Internship. <laughs> The internship. He's great in the internship. Yeah, he's good. I like him a lot. Yeah, I do too. Good choice. All right, I'm going down to 1947. 115 credits. 13 I know. And three titles include White House Down, Shape of Water, and Step Brothers. Whoa. Um, all right, I want it. It's I, I want to say it's uh, The Dad. From Step Brothers, that guy? That's the guy. His name is Richard Jenkins. But, okay, I feel like he was nominated for something, and that's maybe why I left him off, or did I just screw this up and leave him off? Because if I did, he's a great that guy. He might have been nominated for something. He's nominated for two Oscars. Okay. Yeah, then this this was probably just a miss then. Oh, but maybe, I don't know. Whatever. It's a good pick. I like this pick. Yeah, Shape of Water, and he was in The Visitor, too, which I forgot about. Um, I forgot about the visitor also, but yeah, I think I looked him up. I think I, I think I looked him up and left him off because of the leading role for the visitor at, at nomination. That might've been why, but anyway, it's still, it's a great pick regardless. Uh, let's do 1954 with 112 acting credits. Uh, <laughs> he was in a movie that we reference all the time. Armageddon. The, the quote from Armageddon is clock on nuclear weapon ticking. Oh, this is the nihilist, um, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. It's I, I actually know him by name. If you give me a few more, uh, I'm gonna, on the spot. I'm not going to get. It. I, I know exactly who this is. He was also in Fargo. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got him. Yeah, I got him, and I know I do know him. By he would meet my he would have gotten about a six out of ten on the name recognition. Ah, it's killing me. Like I you don't want you to say until the end of the episode, but I'll forget. So go, yeah. What is it? All right, this is Will Patton. Thank you. You're welcome. Ah. 1940, 194 titles. I've seen 13 of them. They include Pretty Woman, Ooh. Money Talks, oh, and Billy Madison. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, Billy Madison. When was he? When was this person born? 1940. Yeah, see, that's what's throwing me off. Now I can't. Is it in Billy Madison? Is it the... The guy who plays opposite Bradley Whitford, who's like the nice guy, who's the dad's – is it that dude? Is it, do I have the guy right at least? Crazy Carl? Yeah, Crazy Carl. Yeah, is it Crazy Carl? Crazy Carl, otherwise known as Larry Hankin. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's a good one. He's a that guy. That's and he good. was also on Barry. That's right. He isn't Barry. Oh, I totally didn't make that connection. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Uh, next is 1931- with 183 acting credits. My favorite one was Rush Hour, <laughs> where he said, you dropped this case, Carter. Oh, man. What year? Uh, he was born in 1931. I can give you some more movies he's in if I need to. because he's I mean, been I'll in, always take more movies. Yeah. So he was in Magnolia. Uh, he was also in Boogie Nights. Hmm. I don't think I have this. It's not, uh, there's no chance it's um, Brian Dennehy? No. Dennehy's great, though. We love Brian Dennehy. No, I it's know. not. All right. Who is it? This is Philip Baker Hall. Oh, yeah. I do recognize that name. Yeah. Yeah. And if you saw his face, you'd be like, oh, that guy. For sure. It's almost like there's a theme here. Almost. 19, 1956, 154 credits, scene 14, also in Boogie Nights, to start that one off, was also in Confidence and Out of Sight. Ooh. Okay, so Boogie Nights is the only movie I can pull from there. Um, You've never seen Out of Sight? I've seen it, but I can't pull, like, oh, actors from yeah. it. Like, it's, like, Boogie Nights, I know that movie. I know everybody in that movie. Um, i trying to think who in Boogie Nights... So, oh boy, this is tough. What year were they born? They were born in 1956. Okay, so the only person that I'm going to guess because of Boogie Nights is going to be Luis Guzman? It is Luis Guzman. Uh, okay, yeah. I think of him as being an actor I know, but you're right. Most people probably have no idea who he is. That's sort of where he went with me. By the way, I also realized Will Patton was not who I was thinking of because um, I wouldn't let my brain go off that question. I was thinking of Peter Stormare. Oh, uh, he's also great. Who And definitely that guy. Wasn't 100%. on my list. Quick uh, retro, throw it on my list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got Luis Guzman, though. Nice, nice pull. He was great in Out of Sight. He plays like the wacky criminal that uh, J-Lo apprehends to be in the movie. He's great. He yeah, he also has a very fun role in Waiting, which is a really bad movie, but he's very funny in it. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay, let's do 1945 with 120 acting credits. He has one of my favorite alliterative names in all of Hollywood. It's one of the only reasons I knew his name. 
Uh, he was in A Mighty Wind, um, which is probably his most well-known performance. Uh, he's also in Gosford Park. Uh, if, have you seen A Mighty Wind? Yeah, yeah, I've seen all of Christopher Guest stuff. Um, it's not Christopher Guest, is it? No, it's not. Because I think he's too big. But I'm guessing it's one of the other... Has he been in all of Christopher Guest's work? He's in everything Christopher Guest has ever touched. Uh, you know, it's funny. We just watched the dog one, and I realized while watching the credits that I did not know the names of quite a few of the performers. So one of them. This this is one of them, yeah. So this is Bob Balaban. Bob Balaban. Uh, my favorite role of his, by the way, is the as an NBC exec on Seinfeld. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Dude, he's so good. Like he He's, he's so such good. a that guy, dude. And Bob yeah. Balaban is just a really fun name to say. That's the only reason I know his name. <laughs> Super fun. Bob Loblog. All right. Um, 1955. By the way, this is a guy who probably really deserved either honorable mention or top five status. But I wanted to talk about the other one, so that he's down in Pong. 1955, 242 acting credits. I've seen 17. Whoa. The two that I will give you is Clue plus five words. The two I will give you are Terminator 2. Okay. And Air Force One. Ooh. Okay. I know both those movies. I don't know if I know well enough to pull cast, but what's the five words? Got off the president's plane. I know his face. Yeah. yeah I have no idea. I have no idea what his name is. His name is Xander Berkeley. First of all, great name. Right? Great name. That's a great name. <laughs> Such a good name. So okay. Xander Berkeley, I love this guy. Uh, I just, the other five kind of pushed him down out of the top five. So That's fair. Uh, okay, let's go with this. Yeah, I, I really wanted to do this one. Uh, 1953 with 99 acting credits. So just barely, barely didn't make it. Um, but he was in A Green Mile is probably, I think, what he's most well known for. Uh, in that role, he had a quote that I think is very... Well known is he had a spare mouse in my wallet. Um, he was also in the Hurt Locker. He was in Contact. Dude, he's been in so much stuff. But you said 1953. Yes, sir. Can I ask? Is he alive? He is alive. Oh, that's so funny because I have someone also from the Green Mile. So, uh, which I've never seen. So I don't know. Okay, so this is David Morse. Oh, I had David Morris right out of my pong. I love him. He's great. Good He's great. Yeah. Yeah, the contact one should have got it for me because of that. Well, then I'll do my Green Mile guy, 1957 to 2012. Okay. Also 99 acting credits to his name. Okay. seen eight of them. And the other two titles I'll give you are Whole Nine Yards and Armageddon. So is this Michael Clark Duncan? It is. Who... I know because he passed away that everybody now basically, and because of his work in the Green Mile, he sort of just started getting out of that guy's status. But I don't think he fully graduated. Interesting. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I don't know if I agree with you, but that's, fine. that's fair. Did he win for the Green Mile? No, he did not. No. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think of him as being very well known. I think possibly because posthumously people just like talk about him because he did pass away. But so that's fair. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's such a bummer too, because he was so good. Like, I feel like he could have, I feel like he would have broken out of that status for sure. 
but obviously didn't get the chance. It's funny. I agree with you. And when I was looking him up to be like, okay, did he get out of that guy's status? Because so, actually I had his name early in this whole thing. It's like, you know, I think he started getting big. And the, the reality check, though, if you look at actually his career after Green Mile, he, he didn't really get that big afterward. Uh, Armageddon was actually before this. The most notable thing he did was probably Planet of the Apes, during which he was wearing an ape suit, you know? So he was in a TV show called The Finder that I think was on Fox that was actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, All it right. was. Uh, okay, I think I have two more. Uh, well, yeah, maybe three. Yeah, I have I three. Know. That's right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, 1952 with 151 acting credits. Uh, he was in Mr. Deeds. Uh, and he has a quote in Mr. Deeds that is that is Deeds' first name, which I think should give it away. But if it doesn't, uh, he was also in The Mummy. He was also in Planet of the Apes. All right. So first of all, quoting the deeds is definitely a generator. That that is you. That's your that's your millennial. That's a quotable millennial movie. To me, anything anything Adam Sandler after Billy Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore moved out of quotable realm. So I can't pull those. That's fair. But I think I still know who you're talking about. And if I'm not mistaken, was he also in Indiana Jones and and all those? I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah. And he was in the Lord of the Rings series. I don't remember if he was in Lord of the Rings, but it Reese was... Reese Davies. Yes? No. Reese Davies? No? Oh. No. Who you got? So this guy was not in Lord of the Rings. Uh, this is Eric Avari. Oh, I don't even know who that is. So A-V-A-R-I. Uh, it's spelled with a E-R-I-C-K. And when you see him, you'll be like, oh, that guy. He's in a lot sure. of stuff. He's in a lot of stuff. The person I thought you were talking to was John Reese Davies. I can't remember his first name. Also, and that guy. Also, yeah, should have been on my list. I pulled him up really fast. Two hundred and seventy-two <laughs> credits, but didn't make it. So instead, the person who did, born in nineteen thirty-nine, passed away in two thousand and six after one hundred and forty-eight performance. I've seen twelve. Three of them, I believe, you will know, even okay. though you probably always. Well, we'll see. Breakfast Club. Clearly, I know you've seen it. Trading Places. I know you've seen it. Yep. At least once, right? I've seen it a few times. Okay, good. And Die Hard. What? Oh, man. I can't find a person that's in all three. Of them. I know all three of those movies very well. Um, and he was born in 36, you said? Mm-hmm. So it's got to be Which an old would... person. You got this one, buddy. I got. I'm giving you some extra time on the clock. No, so it's got to be one of the brothers from uh, from Trading Places. I just can't think of which one. No, not that old. Clarence Go back to uh, is it Clarence Club. Beaks. Yes. Oh, it's, it's it's the it's the best with the bull get the horns. It's the principal. Yes, it is. Paul Gleason. Okay. Yeah, that's great. It's a good. That's a, that's a great pick. Uh, I've got 1954 with 135 acting credits. Uh, he was in Far From Heaven. Uh, he was <laughs> my <laughs> the five words I'm going to wow. give you are that's just this is so dumb. But the five words this is gonna I think it'll give it away. But the five words are Are you in good hands? <laughs> uh, 
Is it the president from 24? <laughs> yes, Dennis Habert. <laughs> Dennis, Dennis. I was thinking David. Dennis Habert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like him. This one, I don't know. Technically, might might be might have escaped that guy status, but I'm not sure. And I think to most people, has not, despite some prominence. Okay. Born in 1961, 114 titles. I've seen 11. Three include Chef. Did you see yeah. Chef? Yeah. School of Rock. Okay. And Elf. John Favreau. No, John Favreau's. Well, that's why I'm confused because he's definitely in two of the things you just said, by the way. So then John Leguizamo is in Chef, but it's not him because he's not in – what are the three movies you just gave me? Elf, Chef, School of Rock. Elf? um, I don't know. Amy Sedaris. Yep. Uh, Yep. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. Oh yeah, she isn't. I just I just placed her in all three movies at once. It just it just happened. Okay, yeah. Oh, I think of her as being very famous, but also she has comedy chops, and so that's probably why I know her. So that's not fair. She's got some of that she, again. Like I think in hipster into the Hollywood scene crowd, you probably know who she is. Her husband's also well known. Very so a little bit, yeah. So, but I think again, just like what have they actually performed, and does everybody know her? Probably yep. not. Uh, okay, so then this is my last one. This dude blew my mind when I saw how many acting credits he had. Uh, <laughs> he was born on April 18th of 1956. He has 328 acting credits. Uh, he was in The Dark Knight. He was in Inherent Vice. He was in Runaway Train. I'm not sure who this might be, and I've seen two. I, I've seen Dark Knight, and I've seen Runaway Train. Dark Knight, two, that's a lot. It's not. No, I, I got nothing on this. You got me. So, this is the guy I almost Shawshanked when I found out because he is such a that guy. So his name is Eric Roberts. Yeah, he's a he was. This is a generational one, too, because in my time, he was Eric Roberts. Oh, yeah. See, like Eric Roberts is a dude that I know if I see him, I'm like, that dude's in everything. But I couldn't. I had to go look his name up. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. This is this is I don't know what he was huge in when when in the 80s or maybe even late 70s. But he was huge in something like, okay, huge, maybe a soap opera, like a dynasty or a Dallas I'm gonna, I, I want to know, but I'll find it later. My last entry, 1928, okay. oh, with 215 credits to his name, 15 of which I've seen. The three I will give you are Hairspray, okay. Breaking Away, Ooh. which I know you love, love, and Strange Brew. Oh, I love Strange Brew. Hey, you're a hoser. Um... Wait, Breaking Away? Is it the dad from Breaking Away? It is. Yeah, what's that guy's name? His name is Paul Dooley. Paul Dooley, yeah. And in fact, while going to find this, I think I mentioned this to you once, I found the episode of uh, Law & Order Criminal Intent, by the way, that's the one, that he was in with Dennis Christopher again. That's great. 
Dude, that's so good. That's a good one. Okay, so before you tell us what next week is, I want to do a quick game with you with a couple of names that are people I disqualified, and all I want you to do is tell me yes or no, are they that guy? Okay. Okay. First, David Krumholtz. That guy or not that guy? Uh, If I don't think they're even at that guy's status, is that another category? Whoa, poor David Crumholtz. Don't come for David Crumholtz like that. <laughs> I mean, I know, look, I know Mr. Numbers himself quite well, but uh, sorry, num three R's. Um, num three R's. Yep. Num three R's. I, you know, he's at best that guy. I'll leave it at that. Okay, that's funny. So he has 116 acting credits, and maybe this is generational because that dude's in a lot of movies for my world, and his role in Numbers disqualified him because, like, he was the character. And that show went on for like 10 seasons or something. So I felt like he didn't count. But without that, I think he's a that guy. Okay, the next one, 144 acting roles, Kim Coates. Hmm. I know by name, but actually I can't picture her in my head right now. So yes, that guy. So it's a a guy, Kim Coates. And he's a Scottish actor, and he's really famous for his role as Tiggs in uh, Sons of Anarchy. But I feel like he's just a, that guy. He, he's always like sort of another dude. Like he's never the main guy. So you have a quick picture so I can place this guy. Oh, oh yeah, he's definitely that guy. Okay. So next, I'm going to butcher this name. 107 acting credits. Zelchko Ivanek. Uh, was he in um, Dead Poets Society? Yeah, dude, he's in everything. He's in that guy, for sure. Okay. But like he, the thing with him is he had, there was something he did, I can't remember off the top of my head. I, I have to look it up. He did something, just so you know, it's t- I'm, I have to kill time because that's how long Eric Roberts' credits are. It took me that long to scroll to the top. That's how many movies that guy has been in. <laughs> it's um, he has a primetime Emmy because he won for uh, Damages, which I don't even remember being a show but i, I like never even watched that yeah okay uh 151 acting credits richard schiff it, it, when the west wing was on absolutely not today probably okay because west wing's why i kept him out 188 acting credits james cromwell he's a that guy i love okay. him he's a that guy so he won a primetime emmy for horror american horror story and he was nominated for an oscar for Babe, but he feels like a that guy to me 328 acting credits, Ed Begley Jr. This is a generational question. Ed Begley Jr. is not a that guy. So for you, so because of St. Elsewhere, I feel like everybody would, dude, my generation, that dude is totally a that guy. He's just, everybody's dad. Fair, but yeah, there's no, I mean, until the last 10, 15 years. Okay. And then my last one, Margot Martindale, 121 acting credits. Is she a that guy? I don't know who that is. Ooh, okay. If you saw her, you immediately would. And she's won a primetime Emmy twice for the Americans, and she was and for she won for Justified too. But she's in a lot of stuff, and I didn't know her name. And her. I felt bad. But she's definitely like she's an actor I like. Every time I see her, I'm like, oh, she's really good. Which made me think she's kind of that guy. I guess she probably is. Like yeah, I'm doing a quick scan of some titles. I've seen her here or there. She's she's very good as like the the suburban neighbor, the the substitute teacher. Yep. But she's great in Justified. 
And like the not main character's mom. <laughs> like Yeah, yeah. She's serving you an apple pie, but she is great, except for Justified, where her I haven't finished the season she's on, actually. I don't know how long she's on the show, but the season I'm on, she's on. And and like she is all sorts of range and depth in this show. Yeah. Well she she won a primetime Emmy for it, which is why I wasn't sure. Okay. Oh. So we we have we have cleared off those were the people that I had disqualified, but I wanted I wanted your feedback. So Cromwell in, Begley Jr. out. <laughs> Jeremy, it's your pick for next week. What is the top five for next week? You know, would you have accepted Rosanna Arquette as a that guy? I'm just curious. Oh, interesting. No, because of the Arquette. Yeah, I would have. I would have. Okay. She was on the oh. bubble for me. So speaking of which, just because whatever, we're already running along, who cares? Um, Alan Tudyk, yes or no? Tudyk, no. Tudyk, sorry, yes. No? Well, uh, film nerd, no. If, if you're even at all into any aspect of geek culture, absolutely not. Like, he's done all of the Star Wars, the Marvel. Like, he does so many things, but I'll bet you people don't know him. Yeah, I guess. Uh, okay. Well, listen, not shout to out me. to Not to me, man. Not to me. Fair. Shout out to Alan. It was his birthday on the 17th. Happy birthday, Alan. <laughs> Happy birthday, Alan. All right, JT, you ready for next week? What is it? Well, we're going to revisit a time that I think might force our hands a little bit on, on our personal preferences, our generational uh, experiences and whatnot. It's, it's, a, it's a time in your life that lots of things change, a lot, lot, of, lot of action, a lot of... Lot of, lot of Ups and downs in life, a lot of soul searching. I don't know. Uh, college movies. College. Okay, so college movies. And what I mean by that is, let's just let's just make it simple. The 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 prime character slash characters are in college, and college is featured in the movie. It does not have to be a strictly every scene is set in a school and they're studying and doing homework. Like it's not the life of a college student. It's more of Movie set in and around college. There should probably be a scene or two on campus. Okay. Maybe a reference to a frat party, you know. Yeah, no, I, uh, I love this. It's fun. I already have like five or six swirling around my head, and I think you and I both know what the Shawshank will be. So this is great. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Shawshank's, the Shawshank's been settled for quite some time. But yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, listen, this was a great list. Uh, if we missed anybody, uh, get at us on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, I can't wait for college next week. And uh, thanks for joining the Lo-Fi Top 5. I don't know if you're aware of this, Gutter, but there actually was music recorded before 1989. What is this? You're going to wear this to the show. You're going to wear the shirt of the band you're going to go see. Don't be that guy.